do not think that someone is just going to show up and help you with your problems. You've got to roll your sleeves up, get dirty, and put the work in. Um, otherwise, you'll just be the person five years from now who said, I had that idea. of the Wichita Live podcast. My name is Landon. Today's guest is Stephen Werner. Stephen is the founder and CEO of Lawn Buddy, which has been called the Uber for lawn care. Lawn Buddy is not only one of the hottest startups in Wichita, but one of the hottest startup companies in the world. We talk about Stephen's background, his path from the Marines to starting his own companies, and much more. Please enjoy my conversation with Stephen Werner. All right, I'm here with Stephen Werner. How you doing, man? Doing good. How about yourself? Doing pretty well. Can you just tell a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, I was born and raised in a small town uh, in Wyoming, mm-hmm. a place called Kimmer, Wyoming. Um, we uh, have no stoplights, stop signs only. Uh, yeah. One itty-bitty movie theater, um, and the biggest claim to fame was uh, J.C. Penney's had started there. That's pretty big. Um, that's I, that's yeah, impressive. Right? <laughs> right? Nobody knows that, yeah. but it, it's there. Um, the So grew up in a, like a, a small ranch outside of town, um, mm-hmm. so I wasn't even a... A citizen of Cameron, Wyoming. I was yeah. <laughs> in a county, um, but uh, uh, grew up there. Went to high school there. Enlisted in the uh, Marine Corps my junior year in high school, and then shipped off um, for boot camp right after I graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, so no real time to um, have fun or, or, yeah. or be young. Straight Kinda to business. Straight, straight to business. But uh, it was a good time. Um, was in the the military for for several years. Bounced around mm-hmm. all over the place. Did a combat deployment to Afghanistan and back. Um, after the military was done, I'd say 2013, mm-hmm. um, I got out um, and was very fortunate in the fact that um, I got a job doing structural project management um, for a firm at a, a mine there um, where I kind of cut my teeth on, on management, mm-hmm. capital projects, um, all the stuff you're familiar with. Yeah, sure. Um, so the, when I was there, I met my, my beautiful wife, who's an electrical engineer. Um, sparks did fly. Nothing caught on fire, though. So uh, that's that's something to be said for a Sparky. Um, but uh, so after that, um, we decided to kind of broaden our horizons. Um, we both put applications in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, Coke Industries uh, swooped in and, and snagged her up real quick. I think with two weeks um, is when she, nice. she got the job offer. They offered it to her on the spot, which I guess doesn't really happen. No, it doesn't. Yet. I've been through that process. It's, it can be grueling. Yeah. So, um, and uh, so, anyways, we, we moved out to Wichita, Kansas, uh, and I thought, you know, I'm just gonna go and use all my experience and my veteran background, and mm-hmm. I'll get a job doing exactly um, what I was doing before. Um, Wichita had other plans, thankfully, um, and I couldn't find anything. Um, ended up working armed security at uh, Spirit for mm-hmm. a number of months. Um, and uh, realized that wasn't very fun, uh, being a glorified gate guard, yeah. um, especially working night shift. Um, so decided to jump back into um, school. If mm-hmm. the piece of paper was that important, I'd, I'd go and get it. Sure. Um, we talked a little bit briefly before this. Uh, I was interested in pursuing a 
um, structural engineering degree, mm-hmm. um, but uh, WSU only offered a mechanical engineering degree, and right. thermo is not fun. No, nope, um, not can, fun at all. Yep, you can <laughs> you can take that. Um, and so decided to go into entrepreneurship. I'd always wanted to start business. I've started several smaller businesses before that okay. kind of one-off deals. Um, I decided to pursue that. Lasted two semesters before Lombardy started, and uh, we're sitting here today. So Awesome. Um, so just backing up just a little bit. So you joined the Marines. Did Correct. you always want to join the services, or was that something you just picked up in high school? Uh, so since my freshman uh, year in high school, mm-hmm. I, had, I had wanted to join the military. Cool. Um, did a lot of research. Um, the only recruiters that would call me back and even entertain a conversation with a freshman at that time was the Marine Corps. Okay. Um, and researched into that find out to find out that they were the, the best and the brightest, mm-hmm. um, uh, even though everyone else will disagree with us. Um, but we have the best education, so we know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, and uh, enlisted um, my junior year in high school, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I was going to ask why the Marines, but there we yep. are. So, so cool. the, uh, it was the longest, uh, most challenging boot camp that I could find, and uh, um, you were a rifleman first, and your job came second, and that really kind of uh, appealed to me and decided to focus on that. Nice. Very cool. Um, well, thank you for your service, by the way. That's awesome. No worries. That's really cool. Um, and so you mentioned you started a couple small, smaller businesses mm-hmm. or one-off. What kind of stuff was that here in Wichita or back home in Wyoming? Uh, both. Okay. Uh, so right before uh, Sonia, my wife and I moved here, mm-hmm. um, we were getting ready to open up a, uh, it was called, uh, looking back is always kind of, <laughs> what was I thinking? Um, but it was called S&S Tactical Solutions okay. um, that we were open up in Wyoming uh, to where um, we were filing for FFL and then do firearms training, stuff uh-huh. like that. Um, not a lot of people know about that. Um, yeah. But uh, when we moved back here, we decided to dissolve that company. And there were, I mean, Thunderbird had just opened when we right, were here right. and then ranged all the different ranges and training facilities. Just a couple different places. Yeah, the, the market was kind of diluted for, sure. for something like that. Ended up working for, for one of them for a while, but... Uh, um, then when I was going to um, Wichita State, I had opened up a, a, a brass reselling business okay. uh, around uh, picking up uh, once fired range brass, recycling it, um, hmm. and selling it to reloaders, okay. um, which was kind of more of a, a, a time filler for me, really, than a, a, yeah. a business venture. Um, and uh, um, there was one other one, and I can't remember what it was. That's how yeah. how interesting it was. Right. Um, but kind of went through the process of uh, starting um, an LLC on all of them. Sure. Um, going through the, the kind of filing your articles and yep. um, going through a lot of that basic stuff early on. And then obviously when I was in um, at Wichita State for entrepreneurship, you learn about a lot of that. So mm-hmm. um, I had a little bit of an advantage there, but... Um, nothing too huge. Nothing like what yeah. we're doing today. There's definitely a difference though between just studying it and then going through yeah, it yourself and, and it. actually yep. doing it. So, so you planted the seeds for what could now have been Lawn Buddy. Then, yep. so can you talk a little bit about Lawn Buddy and what that is? Yeah. So uh, Lawn Buddy started um, really in 2015. We were doing customer validation around that. Um, everyone thinks that I, I I'm making up a story when I when I say this, <laughs> but it was really started from. Um, me wanting a better solution for someone to cut the grass. I was mm-hmm. working full-time at that point, studying full, full-time, going to Wichita State, um, and uh, grass grows really fast here. In it does, Kansas. especially yeah. in the spring when it's raining all the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like today. Um, but uh, So I had a lot on my plate, and when I got home, the grass was overgrown, uh, and I was just learning what honeydew lists were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my wife had uh, kindly reminded me several times throughout that week to – to cut the grass. Yep. Um, and I could hear a voice in my head and said, you know, 
there's there there needs to be a solution for this just for someone to come out and mow at one right. time not worry about the neighbor kid getting hurt um and there wasn't at that time and uh so when my wife got home we sat down and we um, created a business model around it. I didn't cut the grass, but we created a business. Yeah. Uh, my wife came on originally to help build everything with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we entered into several competitions um, and built it from there. I met uh, my technical co-founder and business partner, Phil Matthew, um, who helped us c- kind of bring this to reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and we launched in the, I guess it was the winter of 2016, um, with the Lawn Buddy On Demand mobile app. Okay. Um, we did snow removal at first of all things. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I firmly believe that us releasing that technology is why it didn't snow in Wichita for so long. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, but that next spring we had the on-demand technology. We launched it in Wichita, um, grew outside of Wichita and several other places. Um, but then, and at the end of it, you'll appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some things that weren't necessarily working. Yeah. Uh, and so I sat down to do a root cause analysis to find out, okay, sure. what is mm-hmm. causing this to happen? And one of the results that came from that was that realizing that the men and women who were actually mowing the grass loved it because they, they had no access to this type of technology mm-hmm. um, and they could get paid within 24 to 48 hours, which is unheard of in this industry. Sure. Typically... They have to generate an invoice, leave it on their doorstep, yeah. um, wait for them to call and say the check is ready, and then drive back down to pick it up. It ends up going way longer than net 30. Right. Um, so cash flow is a real struggle with sure. um, these businesses. Um, and then even with scheduling and, and simple management tools, most of them were doing it on a piece of paper yeah. um, that they'd keep in their truck. Uh, so we saw a, a product market fit for um, the product we had developed, and we were controlling ourselves internally. Um, and decided to develop Lombody Pro, which is a software as a service solution sure. for them to manage their business and better grow it. Um, and so we took it from there and, and built it. And then we saw a tremendous growth from that to where now we're in 50 states and we're about wow. to hit 5,000 users on the platform today. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. How many, did you know how many businesses that is or the Those, pro side? That's uh, the businesses that are using oh, it. Oh, yeah. wow. So, okay, wow. Mm-hmm. When I say users, I, I, I should say businesses that okay. are utilizing And then it. so what about the user individual side? Do you have a... Uh, the individual side ranges. Uh, yeah. A lot of them have employees. Some of them are sole um, operators. Um, but uh, the accounts is really what we track. Wow, that's incredible. That's really cool. So did you... Um, you said Phil came on as the technical guy. So mm-hmm. when you first had it, did do you know how to code or anything like that? Or did your no, wife or the, how did that uh, go? Um, my wife knew uh, C plus um, okay. and C sharp. Um, and I had just a, a limited understanding yeah. of coding. Um, in the, the Marine Corps, I always leveraged technology mm-hmm. um, for solutions. Uh, actually won some, uh, or not won, but received awards for it. Um, but uh, I had no in-depth experience sure. on how to, how to code or anything right. like that. So. Yeah, that can, that can be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you find Phil? Did you through mutual friends or how did that come about? It was actually uh, um, happenstance or, or yeah. fate, I guess you could yeah. say. Um, EDE was starting around that time and they had a mentor lunch. Okay. Um, neither of us knew what it was or why we were there, um, but um, we both found ourselves in a back corner. Sure. <laughs> and uh, with several other entrepreneurs, actually, it's interesting. Um, Chris Callan um, was there. He um had started grit if you're familiar with that company and mm-hmm. then miguel johns who did Kingfit, um trevor Krotz um mm-hmm. with buddy brands um and then phil was at the table as well and kind of explained the product and i said i'm looking for a developer and uh, at the time i was um looking to just contract it out mm-hmm. um, but after sitting down and doing some negotiations with phil 
um, our personalities really meshed. Um, I'm kind of um, the optimist, and he's more of the realist, kind of the yin yeah. yang <laughs> type of a deal. Um, I think and, that's necessary. Uh, yep. And uh, then we just took it and ran with it. Nice, nice. Um, and how did the when you first went in with it? How full blown was the idea at that point? Was it just like okay? And also, did you describe it as Uber for lawn care? Because I know a lot of different articles and stuff have kind of described it like that. And it's a good way to wrap your head around what mm-hmm. it is. But how developed was the idea at that point? Yeah, so when I met Phil, mm-hmm. yeah, so the the idea at that point, we had won um, some competitions through the university. Okay. Um, so it was fairly developed as far as business model. Sure. Uh, and how we would gain traction. But it wasn't developed as far as, far as technology. Gotcha. Um, and customer validation. I had actually done customer validation I mentioned in 2015. Mm-hmm. I was the technology, kind of the, the ultimate middleman. Uh, homeowner would call in or contact me on a, a very horrible website that I built. <laughs> um, and uh, then I would reach out to uh, the lawn care providers that were in my okay. network yeah, and yeah. kind of do fill their you pain. You were the technology. Yeah, okay, exactly. yeah. And I would fill their pain. I'm a huge believer in um, the bottom-up method to where mm-hmm. I need to know exactly what yeah. my customers are struggling with to the point to, to where I was out mowing with them several times or I was mowing clients' properties just right. so I know what their struggles are so that we build an actual solution mm-hmm. and not just a Band-Aid. Um, and so at that point in time when Phil came on, we had that done, and then um, Phil came in and helped pioneer the technology. Nice. Was there any worry? So you enter these competitions but don't necessarily have the technology, just this mm-hmm. website that you made. Is there any worry that, okay, somebody's going to be like, oh, I like that idea. I'm going to go make the technology real quick before they do. Like, is there any fear of that? or? Um, so initially there was. Mm-hmm. I mean, there always is, especially if it's your first time doing it. Um, but one thing that I realized early on is that um, I'm a firm believer that there's no such thing as a novel idea. Mm-hmm. So you're not the first person to think of it or right. try to do it, probably. It's all about execution. Um, and so hiding an idea is almost worse than, than not, right? Mm-hmm. So customer validation is finding your potential customers mm-hmm. um, that would pay you. Um, if you don't have a paying customer, you don't have a business. Yeah. Um, and so that's where we went through in those competitions where we were building those base building blocks to, mm-hmm. to start what we have now um, to where if you had asked me that question three or four years ago, I would have probably said, um, especially before um, the competitions, that it was a secret and have you sign an NDA. Right, right. Um, but now it's, um, you can try. Sure. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think in college, like being especially in engineering school, I think everybody thinks they have that idea mm-hmm. or they see something that comes out, like ex- example for Uber. It's like, yeah. oh, I, I thought about that five years ago. It's like, okay, yeah. but it's an idea versus execution. And so that's yeah. something I wanted to bring up too, is just your thoughts on what's the value of an idea versus something else. So. Yeah, we, uh, we would get messages all the time on that saying, I thought of this five years ago. Uh, it's fantastic. Right. You didn't do anything with it. There's a big, uh, big difference between having an idea and execute, executing an idea. Um, and, uh, that's where we kind of, um, shined was yeah. the proving that we could execute, um, on a plan and an idea. Um, and the, the Uber for lawn care to back up and answer that, that original question yeah. too. I, I actually hated it, yeah. <laughs> so, but people kept drawing that connection. Um, and so it kind of stuck, um, yeah. especially in the beginning, um, for the homeowner facing side, as far as they could connect with a homeowner and have, um, lawn care, um, at the press of a button, sure. um, to where 
Um, even now, people still um, will reference uh, that aspect. Uh, it's not necessarily what we do. It's a, it's a very small aspect of our technology, mm-hmm. um, but we're not the ones cutting the grass. We're not the ones right. that the homeowners are not our customers. The, the lawn care companies yeah. are. Um, so Yeah, that's not something that I would necessarily think about off the top mm-hmm. of my head. But I think when I first heard about Lawn Buddy was a couple of years ago now, first time one of the, maybe probably when you won that competition, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's a cool idea, but like, I don't know if I, I would use it, but just seeing what it's grown into and seeing it's not just like you said for the customer, mm-hmm. but for the back end and how that's all, yep. it's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's our, our sole focus now to where um, homeowners, we, we have, we try to limit our interaction with them to, yeah. to just support the lawn care companies. Um, and uh, when we, we kind of pivoted to that, we called it the Robin Hood effect, right? And so yeah. Robin Hood stole from the rich to give to the poor. Right. Um, and typically in a gig economy, you have the technology company utilizing a contractor to generate profits, mm-hmm. um, where we put the, um, we essentially give that contractor the same tools the technology company has to grow their business. Right. And then we take that investment in being their technology partner and then benefiting from their success. Sure. So, Getting to that, is that how you guys make money? You just take X percent of yeah. each transaction. Okay. Yeah. So we we uh, we get paid when the when our customers get paid, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we also have a, a paid subscription one where they can unlock a little bit more tools. Mm-hmm. Um, but primarily, our customer base is um, in what we call Lombardy Light, mm-hmm. um, which is the transaction based model. Okay. Awesome. Um, so. Did you jump straight into it once you met Phil? Did you jump straight in? Was this what you're doing full time, or what, what was that process like? Uh, by the time I met Phil, I had jumped in mm-hmm. full time. Um, I was still attending a, a couple classes at Wichita State mm-hmm. um, that kind of fizzled out. But um, the um, I had left my job uh, maybe a month or two prior to to meeting Phil um, and decided to focus on that full time, just based off the. Um, the positive feedback from the the idea and then also generating income from business model competitions and mm-hmm. stuff like that so mm-hmm. decided to make the leap it was it was uh, i was fortunate in the fact that um my wife helped support that um yeah. and uh, obviously had a very good job and, and benefits so i was very blessed in that aspect yeah that's helpful mm-hmm. that's really cool did uh so from that lunch where you met phil there's a lot of mentors there a lot of other wichita-based entrepreneurs how has that helped do you think what the outcome would have been different here had you not had kind of that support group or was there a support group moving forward from that group? Um, So there was, you could say there was a support group from Mm -hmm. that group of people that were at the table. Um, I mean, Trevor um, Kratz has been um, a personal friend of mine and um, peer and mentor for, Mm -hmm. for, for a long time. Um, If he listens to this and hear that I I call him a mentor, I'm never going to hear the end of it. But um, the, uh, um, so from that, that table, there was a, a little bit of a support system built in. Um, but from um, the university is really where we received a lot of our support. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the university partnered with EDE for launch prep, we, we were the first inaugural okay. um, company through that. Um, and uh, so we rec- received support there. But as far as the city or anything else like that, no, not really. Right. Um, even to this day, the city doesn't necessarily support right. or know that we exist. But, right. Um, the, the county does, Cedric County. Um, they supported us. And then we got several mentors from um, Connections Made mm-hmm. um, in the in the city. Um, so Mark Tornline with the Wichita State University and their entrepreneurship department. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nancy Kersenbrock. They were there since day one yeah. um, helping us go through modeling and business model canvas. 
Um, and then that grew to broaden our network with other connections. Um, and then through the EDE WSU partnership and their mm-hmm. mentor pool there. Um, and now I'm in a, in a program called pipeline, which is kind of a national okay. um, deal. They focus on the Midwest, but, um, with that, those connections, it's just, um, mind blowing. Yeah. Um, the amount of talent that is in one room. So that's awesome. Is there a specific part of the business that they help with? As part of like pipeline, for example. Yeah, so pipeline focuses on the CEO um, specifically, okay. the executives mm-hmm. and the founder, um, and uh, helping to go through all the different um, strategies. And um, it, it's really kind of like it's a family, um, but it's a family that educates you in how to be a successful entrepreneur and mm-hmm. also navigate um, lessons learned or, or failure. Right. Yeah, you can um, learn a lot. And that's uh, fantastic. The the support and the the network and the the knowledge that comes through that that program is nothing like I've ever seen before. Sure. That's really cool. Was it difficult when you brought Phil on, for example, and you obviously don't have to get into details or anything, but is it difficult to try to figure out, instead of contracting it out to bring him in, trying to split up the equity in the company or however that works? Yeah, so um, luckily it wasn't necessarily that difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, we met several times before um, he came on board and uh, several times just to make sure it was the, the, mm-hmm. the right fit. Um, and like I said, our, our personalities mesh really well. Yeah. Um, and we were able to work together. I mean, we've navigated over three years together sure. now to, to where we are, mm-hmm. are today um, through ups and downs. It's really easy to focus on the ups, but no one necessarily sees the downs. And right. when you're in the office or on weekends putting in the work um, and the, the blood, sweat, and tears that go into it. But right. uh, we've, we've been able to navigate that pretty well. That's not the same case for, for everyone. Um, I definitely think that um, based off of our, our area, um, finding a... Um, um, CTO or a technical co-founder that has a background in the industry will be um, hard to find mm-hmm. um, for that level. Uh, it doesn't mean it's impossible. Um, right. It just means that there'll be a little bit more dil- due diligence on that, yeah. that founder's part if they don't have a technical background. Sure. So were you set out to find somebody with that experience? Um, like when you ran across him, were you, I, I guess you kind of said it, contract somebody out, but just looking for somebody that could code it for you then? Yeah, so at the time, I was looking for someone to help come in and make an MVP, and mm-hmm. then I would I would find gotcha. that mm-hmm. CTO to come in to help us grow. That makes sense. Um, where I was fortunate is that uh, he was one of the only people who he was he had his own business. He was doing it was just himself. Sure. Um, everything kind of aligned um, to where best possible um, yeah. scenario occurred for us, um, and uh, he was able to join the team. Cool. Very cool. Was it? Um, so kind of investment type side of things, mm-hmm. did you have many investors up front or how did that process go? Yeah. So we had uh, a core group of investors come on, um, really right before we launched the, the MVP in the, the, the winter time. Um, some great folks like, uh, um, Jeff Turner, Aaron Bastian, um, Jason Cox and Ben Hutton were some of those mm-hmm. first, um, folks in that came to, to help support us in our idea. Um, which, uh, for helping move Wichita along, that's, yeah. I mean, that's, and they're all are, Wichita based, right? All, all of our investors, including new ones are all Wichita Very based. Cool. So, um, the, uh, they've helped kind of spur along technology right here in, in Wichita, Kansas, mm-hmm. which not a lot of people can say, um, yeah, that really uh, cool. has actually gained traction. Um, someone who, um, yeah, it's, it's, a. um, 
very fortunate that they they stepped up at the time that they did. So. Yeah, I'm glad to see there's groups. I mean, like that group and like you even starting Lawn Buddy here to see pushing Wichita forward. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people move away from Wichita to do something cool like this. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of people like you guys trying to do it right here. Yeah, and, and Wichita, when I look at it, is it's it's almost – like its own company, right? So it's going to go through ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're going to purge talent, but hopefully there's going to be some ups for us where we can retain it um, and uh, continue to grow the environment. Um, and uh, we're just here to keep our heads down and hopefully be um, value added to um, our city mm-hmm. to where we can help be a little part in pushing it forward. Yeah, for sure. How has Lawn Buddy evolved besides from your website that you made <laughs> to what it is today? What are there anything specific or le- specific lessons learned? Yeah. Um, so from the horrible GoDaddy um, <laughs> website that I built in 2015, <laughs> it was uh, we've evolved a lot. So we went from just being a, a single app uh, on iOS and Android to where now we have four apps um, on iOS and Android. We have a, 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 a web portal for mm-hmm. the providers to, to run their, their businesses um, to where it's really evolved to a high technology company mm-hmm. um, in the SaaS arena. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we won top 125 companies in the world by Startup Grind, which is a, a Google company. That's incredible. Um, and that was from right here in, in, in Wichita um, in the world. So that's a yeah. huge recognition for us and something that we're, we're really proud of. Um, and that's all due to this team that we have here. As far as evolving employees, it went from Phil and I in a, in a dungy attic to uh, <laughs> now we have about six employees um, and uh, almost over eight contractors working for the company mm-hmm. um, full-time. So um, we're generating jobs right here in Wichita yeah. for Lawn Buddy. But not only that, the providers that have used our technology since the beginning are now hiring employees because they've 2 to 3x their business year that's over amazing. year. So um, huge value add for um, our community there, and that's kind of the uh, evolution of Lawn Buddy. Yeah, for sure. And one of the things Lawn Buddy can do is like automatically calculates yeah. the lawn based mm-hmm. on – where the driveway is or like how much the driveway takes up and that kind of thing, automatic yeah. pricing. Was that something that kind of came later or was that there from the beginning? So that was actually there from the beginning. That's um, cool. So the automatic pricing came in to where we pulled data from a couple different records to give a, a virtual estimate almost instantly. Um, actually, it is instantly unless it falls outside of some of our parameters and then uh, mm-hmm. it kicks it out to a manual review. Um, but uh that was in there since the beginning. What kind of evolved from that was being able to give the lawn care companies the ability to add their own prices mm-hmm. um, and then have advanced estimating tools like what we had to where they have a satellite image that they can go and trace projects they're doing, whether they're installing nice. a new garden or concrete or um, putting mulch in. We give yeah. them tools so that they can electronically awesome. um, calculate that and then send it to their customers. Very cool. And how do you market this? I know because, I mean, it's – like you said, even in Wichita, not a lot of people even know about Lawn Buddy necessarily compared to the population and everything. Um, how do you market that? I've been seeing stuff on Facebook and some other things, yeah. which is really awesome, but how have you been handling that? Yeah, so it's all strictly digital mm-hmm. um, now. So um, social media is a huge one for us. Um, Google AdWords is huge for us as well. Um, but then word of mouth. Um, yeah. I always say that our best salesperson is a happy customer. Um, so that one happy customer is going to talk to their friends about um, their experience with our software and how it helped their companies. Um, and that's been one of the ways that we've been able to grow. But um, our digital footprint is really kind of where we focus for marketing. Um, a lot of these men and women are living inside of forums or on Facebook groups. Yeah. Um, and uh, with some of the tools, we can really refine our audience to where 
if I can get our ads to display to the right folks. Um, unless they follow our page, then you're going to see all of our content. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, but that's primarily how we get the word out. Do you have a specific person or group of people that just focuses on that type of advertising marketing? Yeah. So our uh, um, marketing and advertising is all actually outsourced by our, our oh, okay. some of our contractors mm-hmm. that we have. Um, we have a, a gal in San Francisco named Laura Jordan. Um, who does a fantastic job for mm-hmm. us as far as ad placement and then um, strategic um, branding, mm-hmm. making sure that everything's the same and um, delivering to the right audience. Um, and then Jordan Colcord, uh, who sits right outside here, um, she does all of our content creation mm-hmm. um, as far as design. Um, and then we utilize a number of different agencies here in town for video. Um, or if you've seen the la- latest one, it's me with a, a GoPro um, holding it up <laughs> as a... Um, we have uh, Madison John- Johnson, who yeah. is a contractor for us, who does all of our um, interviews. Um, and Just saw uh, one of those today. Yep. So, so it's it's a mixture of a, a lot of stuff, but <laughs> really we take the content, turn it over to Laura, and then she just knocks it out of the park. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, it's smart. I mean, you guys are tech company, so mm-hmm. why why go outside of the digital realm when you can reach everyone you need to? And yep. So, um, what is your goal? Do you have a goal? this year or long-term, like number of users, that type of thing? Yeah, so um, to give you an idea, um, last year we had a goal of reaching 900 users on the platform in mm-hmm. three years. Um, we did a little bit better than that. <laughs> um, so now going forward, I've had a goal for a while to where um, I would love to have 15,000 users on the platform by the end of the year. Sure. Um, and I think we're on the right track for that. Awesome. Um, especially with the, the number of downloads and um, activity on the platform um, and uh, putting strategy behind that to have sustainable growth. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, I think a lot of people get caught up in is um, it's really exciting to see growth, but it's also a two-sided, two-edged sword, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, yeah. To where the, the greatest way that you can, or the fastest way you can fail um, is through rapid growth. Yeah. Um, and so having that strategy behind it, make sure that we're growing sustainably mm-hmm. uh, and we don't kind of put the cart before the horse is something that we're really focusing on makes sense long term is this something you see yourself being a part of or this team uh, probably this team in the future or is it something that you would look to sell down the road or is there any thought of that yeah so when you look at technology companies um it's really if if you were to ask me this question and then five years from now Mm -hmm. i sit down and 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 listen to my answer it'll probably be different (laughs) but um the we are going to run this company like we're going to have it forever, but yeah. you're always prepared for opportunity sure. um, so that you can continue to provide value to your customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have Lawn Buddy, and if you go back through any of my old interviews, this is kind of the proving ground for us to prove that this model is sustainable to move into other industries. Sure. Um, and uh, that's something that we're um, actively um, not pursuing, but we have on the table mm-hmm. um, for uh, expansion in the future. Um, so we're, we're here, we may, our team will get bigger, but we won't leave Wichita. Yeah. Awesome. That's good to hear. Glad to have you. (laughs) Um, what are the challenges of starting was that you've experienced starting a startup or specifically starting a startup in Wichita? What are some of those roadblocks? Yeah. So, um, starting a business in Wichita, um, is probably, um, one of the easier, um, things that if Mm -hmm. there's someone out there listening, who's interested in starting a business to do, um, simply because of the cost of living here yeah. is really low, so you can de-risk it a lot. About as cheap as you uh, can get, besides yeah. maybe Wyoming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Wyoming's more expensive, actually. Really? Uh, but uh, 
So the um, when you look at it and you de-risk um, your time investment, your financial investment into mm-hmm. it, uh, you have almost the perfect environment to do that, um, depending on the business that you're going to, yeah. you're, you're trying to start. Um, so starting a business here for us um, was relatively easy um, and actually um, accelerated some of the things that we were doing as far as me seeing um, when Stephen Warner was sitting in class and I had this idea um, and then being surrounded by the community to support it to make sure that we could turn it into a reality. Um, that was fantastic and that support system is still here. I mean, yeah. there's so many different programs that go on um, to help with entrepreneurs or, or um, up and coming business owners. Um, but uh, as far as scaling a company from here, it's been um, difficult at times. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, when we launched the first bit of technology, um, it was not well received, um, but that's not Wichita's fault. That's right. the fact that name a, a, an app that has started in Wichita in right. the last 10 years. Um, and so your early adopters are going to be a little a lot less um, in our market versus like an Austin or someone who sees yeah. a lot of new technology coming out. Um, but we're happy that we get to be pioneers on this path to, mm-hmm. to blaze a trail for others to come. Um, because now um, Wichita is still one of our, our largest markets as far as the brand loyalty and people sure. continuously using the platform and new provider sign up. So yeah, um, that's been, that's been fantastic. So very cool. Is there any insurance on either side, whether it's the, um, user side or the business side of it for the Lombody pe- for, yeah for the people that use the app on either the business side or the customer side yeah so um Lombody obviously has business insurance right we're, right we're at the point um we've been at the point for a long time that we we need that um we actually offer um insurance through the platform mm-hmm. we don't but we did a, a strategic partnership with ima mm-hmm. uh, and we're actually um working with another um kind of um Supplemental insurance company, okay, um, as well to, to provide that to our users. Um, they don't they're not required to use our insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, we just provide it as an easy pass through for them to um, get better rates or yeah. get in contact with someone who is. Uh, but as far as requirements, we we don't have requirements mm-hmm. for them. Um, we just expect them to be professional business owners yeah. and, and run their business like they should. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like I said, we we don't we don't go out and cut the grass. Um, we're just mm-hmm. providing software to the folks that do. Sure. So of the six or so people that are here in Wichita, what are those roles? How does that kind of broken out? Yeah, so it's equally divided <laughs> between sales and customer support and mm-hmm. uh, development. Development. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're, we're really tech heavy. Um, yeah. So we have three full-time developers. Um, one is uh, primarily web. Uh, the other is Android and then iOS. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have three um, sales and customer support roles that's, okay. that are here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have the contractors that fill out our legal uh, legal team, our sales team, and uh, all the marketing and, and stuff. So. Okay. And what does your day-to-day look like? Are you here in the office a lot? Are you traveling to kind of spread the word? How does that look? I'm, I'm here in the office a lot. Yeah. So... Um, one of the beauties of this technology is that I don't have to travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I still do travel, but not, yeah. not near as much as what people think I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the day-to-day for me ranges really. Um, so a lot of times I feel like I'm a firefighter running around putting out fires. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot is building those relationships um, with investors and then steering the ship in the right direction, making sure that we're yeah. on a path um, for success um, and that everything is, is moving in a straight line. Um, it's a lot like um, I see. I, I, I'm sure you experience mm-hmm. um, in your role of you have a project. Um, you need to make sure that everything 
um, is happening on time mm-hmm. um, in an efficient manner. Um, because if you don't have that, then you're just going to spin in circles and nothing's yeah. ever going to get done. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so that's kind of what makes up the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. So is I know it doesn't snow a ton in Wichita. So how much <laughs> of the percentage of Lawn Buddy is like snow? Is there, Do you have a lot of business up north? Yeah, so one of the beauties of switching to that Lawn Buddy Pro platform is that uh, we allow them to, to list mm-hmm. the services they offer to where okay. we don't really have yeah, to yeah. do that guesswork. Nice. Um, yeah, nice. And we don't have to necessarily offer it to where they just manage it through um, the platform and with their customers, mm-hmm. um, and we provide them that that um, audience or um, the software solutions to bill and yeah. market that. So Yeah, nice. How much of success is hard work and hustle and kind of the grind versus luck, would you say? Um, you know, I think the, the lucky or, or lucky people are well-prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the kind of the hard work that gets put in is, is a lot of it. Yeah. Right. The kind of what I said earlier of putting your head down, getting the work done and writing it out through the ups and downs. Mm -hmm. Um, it's real easy, um, to jump out during the downs. Um, but if you don't ride that and go back up, you're going to miss the opportunity. Um, so you just have to be present for opportunity to knock, um, for Mm -hmm. that luck, um, to happen. Um, cause if you're, if you're not there, then you can't answer the door. Yep. Um, so what advice would you have for an aspiring entrepreneur in Wichita or somebody, for example, with an app idea? What would be kind of the first steps you would tell them to do? Yeah, so um, one, don't be afraid to tell people about it. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's going to steal your idea. Um, the uh, Go talk to people about it and get your customer validation. That's the number one thing is find your customer. Mm-hmm. Talk to 100 people that would tell you, yes, they would pay for that. Yeah. Um, and then start building out your plan. Um, business model canvassing. Um, if, uh, if anyone's familiar with that or not, it's a fantastic first step to go through, um, how your business would work. And then that leads into your actual business model. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, um, I would say don't be afraid of failure, um, mm-hmm. because, um, failure in my opinion is just learning opportunities for you to refine what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a lot of failure, but I've also had a lot of opportunities to learn and refine, um, what we do and what our craft is. And, um, just hang tough. You know, that, yeah. that's something that, that we were told a lot growing up, especially in, in, in Wyoming is hang in there and, and, and enjoy the ride. Um, but, uh, seek out resources. The other thing is that nobody, no hero is going to show up to help you with your business. Um, you need to put the work in, you need to yeah. show up, you need to seek those mentors. Um, oftentimes a lot of people look at me and say, Oh, I was just lucky. I was in the right place at the right time. What they don't see is me knocking on those doors constantly, yeah. showing up and just sitting in people's offices and waiting until someone would see me um, and being persistently annoying mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to, to get what, what I needed. Um, and so do not think that someone is just going to show up and help you with your problems. You've got to roll your sleeves up, get dirty, and put the work in. Um, otherwise, you'll just be the person five years from now who said, I had that idea. Right. I love that. Um, do you have anything else to touch on with Lawn Buddy? Um, you know, that we we're, didn't touch on? We're, we're continuously growing and refining the technology. Um, every day we get new requests for features in. Um, we're in the, the midst of some pretty big partnerships with some, some large names mm-hmm. in um, the technology space um, that we're, we're really excited about that, those integrations and partnerships. Um, and it's something that's going to be really beneficial for our company, but also Wichita. Um, putting that on the map. Um, and so 
like I said, if we if we sat down and looked at this a year from now, there would be a lot of things that are different. Yeah. So I hope we can continue. To oh, have absolutely! This conversation. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, continue mm-hmm. to do this every every year. Or yep. Depending how fast it's growing, maybe <laughs> more often than that. It's yep. cool. It's gonna be cool to share that story with everybody. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and if anyone ever needs any help with, if if they have a question about starting a business yeah. or, or finding a CTO, um, Phil and I love helping other business owners and other people who are interested in becoming business owners or entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, so feel free to, to reach out to us, um, visit our website and just give us a call and ask for Phil or Steve. Um, and we'd be more than happy to help. Awesome. I like that. Um, so we're going to switch gears just a little bit. These are sign kind of some general questions. I ask yeah. everybody that I've picked and choose from podcasts I listen to. So, um, what is something you often recommend to people, whether that's a book, a podcast, anything like that? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that uh, um, no matter what book you read, no matter what podcast sure. you listen to, um, your journey is unique in itself um, and that it's not going to be the perfect fit. Mm-hmm. So there's no one one book cure all. Yeah. Um, but uh, some of my favorite, I do read a lot of books. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll listen to a lot of books. Audible is. is yeah, is, I love Audible. Yeah. Um, so one of the ones that I'm going through now that I, I love is extreme ownership. Oh, it's incredible. Um, Jocko. Yep, yeah. Yep. And, uh, so that, that's a, a fantastic book. Um, I always mispronounce his name, but everything by Simon Sinek or yeah. Sinek, um, uh, leaders eat last specifically is, is a fantastic book. Um, and, uh, a lot of early on guy Kawasaki. I read a yeah. lot of guy mm-hmm. Kawasaki early on. Um, lean startup is a fantastic okay. book. I, somebody else just recommended that too. Mm-hmm. That I was listening to I need to read that one. Yep. And, uh, uh, business model generation, um, is, a fantastic book as you're going through business modeling mm-hmm. or, or business model canvassing and trying to figure out how you get the, the company to work. Sure. Um, but yeah, those are as far as business books. Those are awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely link all those up mm-hmm. so people have the resources. And you're in a pretty good company. I, I saw that Simon Sinek was on the Dose of Leadership podcast as well, like in 2015 or something. Okay, I got you. So yeah. it was a while ago, but yep. you're, in, you're in the same company. So you got <laughs> that going for you. Um, do you have a favorite failure in any aspect of your life? Oh, man, if you ask my wife, there's a lot. Um, but uh, um, a favorite failure that I had, um, specifically with Lawn Buddy uh, and the learning experience that came with it, was um, the the low um, sign-up rate initially in the, yeah. like the Wichita market um, and then forcing us to kind of relook at everything and do that root cause analysis. Um, that was one of my favorite failures. When that brass business failed, that mm-hmm. was... Uh, from a time and um, garage space aspect, that was a, a, <laughs> a, a great failure as well. Um, but uh, um, I'll open up about this. One of, one of my, yeah, please do. I guess one of the, the, the failures that still bugs me, but is one of the greatest failures is um, I hate not finishing what I start. Mm-hmm. And that happened to be the, the degree at, at Wichita sure. State. Um, but uh, luckily it turned into this. So I, yeah. I guess if I really boil it down, that would be my favorite failure is that I I failed at college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't fail. I didn't fail. I, I stopped. Right. Yeah, there's but, nothing uh, wrong with that. Is that something you'd ever want to go back and finish just yeah. to kind of wrap up that part of your life? Yeah. Um, that or if they, if anyone at the university is listening, a, an, an honorary degree would be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I, I think in a couple of years at this rate, you'll <laughs> that's yep. in the cards. Yeah, so. uh, I knew I knew it was time to leave when uh, my wife's boss was in an executive MBA program at Wichita State, and they were sick and tired about hearing about me and the, the <laughs> business that they were using right. it for case studies. 
Um, and uh, I'll, I'll never forget, Sonia came home and she said, my boss came up to me today and she said, if I hear about your husband one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, and that was a good indicator that yeah. it was time to, <laughs> right. time, time to You're move on. You're on the right track. Yeah, so. um, that initial, you mentioned the initial kind of low signups. Mm-hmm. Did what, do you remember, recall the root cause of that and kind of how did you overcome that? Yeah, it really, it came down to our, our audience and being here in Wichita, right? Um, not a lot of people are, are, are willing to trust a brand new piece of technology. They'd much rather have it be fleshed out for a yeah, year or two. Right. Um, so when I, I say early adopters, that's what I mean, or people yeah. who are willing to, to take a bet on, on something new. Um, to where if we looked into some of the other faster growing um, markets at that time, like Texas was really big for us. Mm-hmm. And, um, we just weren't we'd moved into those markets too late in the season. Right. Um, and so that was one of the main drivers behind it um, and something we really had to sit back and look at um, as far as a, an issue here. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to prove that that next season. Uh, typically, early adopters are in that first year. Yeah. Uh, and then you get a bigger chunk that second year. Yeah, and that, that second curve, year, yeah. we had we had a lot of users here. They, they realized that um, we weren't just some college kids building a right. company, <laughs> that it was actually working. So um, that was kind of around that. Nice. Those low signups that first time. Is there any other competition in this space that kind of does what you do? Yeah. So, um, like I said earlier, there's no such thing as a novel right. idea. So there's someone who does some aspect of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, we have a, a handful of them um, in this space that do like a service-based industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's always product yeah. market fit in the market. Um, what we focus on is providing actual value um, and being um, veteran owned in the Midwest and people who have been there and done it really helps uh, instead of someone sitting on um, the East Coast or the West Coast who's never touched a lawn care, right? Um, a mower or a piece of equipment in their life, um, but really focus on providing value um, and not just perceived value to our yeah. customers is how we've been successful. I mean, we see that today with, we onboarded uh, a thousand uh, new companies on the platform last month alone. Incredible. So, um, the, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. That's a good point that I didn't think about, though. I haven't really traveled much East Coast or West Coast, a um, little bit Pacific Northwest, but the lawn aspect, a lot of people don't mow necessarily just yep. the way it's set up in the different cities and things. So mm-hmm. Midwest is kind of ideal for something yep. like this to pop up. So. Yeah. And uh, so in our industry too, so when you look at like Angie's List or Home Advisor, they're obviously going through a, a bit of a difficult time now with some, mm-hmm. some suits, but um, it, it really generated a bad rep for um, technology in the industry to yeah. where um, users are very skeptical of technology companies. That's one of our biggest uphill battles that we have is getting folks to um, to trust us originally too. Yeah. Um, and just because of the way that they were treated by technology companies. Mm-hmm. So um, I always tell the users that we're in, in installing uh, integrity back into the technology industry. Nice. Um, and uh, just being there to be their partners and, mm-hmm. and help them grow instead of trying to extract every penny from them that right. they possibly have. Right. Um, and that's made all the difference. So showing them that we, we do what we say um, yep. and that we're there to help instead of take their money yeah, helps you build important. a loyal customer base. So Yeah, absolutely. Has there been any struggle? So you're a tech-based company. You primarily advertise on internet and technology. Mm-hmm. Has there been an issue getting to that older population that is probably the ones that really need their lawn care mode for them? Has there been any issue with that? Or um, So originally when we were focused on the customers, there, mm-hmm. there was. Um, you're yeah, not going to get not, you're not yeah. going to get someone who's older, a baby boomer, um, right. to, to download an app to connect yeah. with a, a, a hooligan to come mow their lawn. <laughs> um, the, uh, but the way we built the technology now is that for those customers, 
um, there's more than just an app that they can pay or connect with yeah. their their company with. They they have email, they have the internet. Sure. Um, but then worst case scenario, they can print out the invoice and, and mail it in from our system. Um, so when we made that pivot to focus on the companies, mm -hmm. we, we kept that in mind, yeah. knowing that some of those older clients um, who want to connect with them were there. Uh, and even when they, uh, if older older clients call in who, who need their lawn mowed and they can't do it anymore, or not even older, um, who just can't Anyone, mow their yeah. lawn, um, we, we pr provide a connection for them with local recommendations yeah. or anything to, to use our platform. Um, Very cool. What is your definition of success? Um, someone asked me this uh, about a year ago, um, but uh, I would say that uh, my definition of success today um, is seeing my son smile. Um, yeah. And uh, um, knowing that uh, I work every day to provide a better future for my family, for him, but not only that, but for, for everyone um, who works with us, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm not the only one who has, has kids right. here. But, That's what it's about, yeah. Um, providing them an opportunity to have um, a sustainable job and high growth opportunities. That's, that's how I define success today. And awesome. I think we're, we're, we're pretty darn close. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, do you have a life motto you live by or what is some of the best advice you've received? Yeah. So, um, life motto, um, the, uh, I mean, we, oh, I always revert back to, to, to the Marine Corps, right? Honor, mm -hmm. courage, yeah. commitment. Um, but integrity is a big one to me. So doing what you say you will, uh, and showing up is is a big one, um, and admitting when you're wrong. Sure. Um, I think today, uh, especially in our society, it's really easy to 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 pass the buck, um, to yeah. to to not own up for for what you you've done. And if you really want slapped in the face with that, lead um, read that uh, that book that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, I was um, about to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty strong in that one. Yep. Um, and uh, um, so so that's kind of what I live by is. Um, every day um, trying to uh, live a life that uh, um, would make uh, your family proud, so. Good, yeah, I think that's really important too as the CEO of mm -hmm. a company that's pretty, I'm pretty small still and mm -hmm. compared to where it's going, yep. to have those foundations, integrity and ownership yep. and everything, that's awesome, mm -hmm. that's good to hear. The uh, And then you said uh, advice, right? Sure, yeah. Um, some, of the, some of the best advice um, that uh, I've been told or, or, or I've read is uh, um, fail fast and fail often. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, those are learning opportunities, but they also are ways that uh, you can continue to build yourself and, and your team. So Awesome. What is a habit that you've developed over the past couple of years that's most improved your life? Oh, man. Um, a habit that I've, I've performed. Um, trying to get to um, no matter what. Um, it, especially with a newborn is trying to, to get to work um, on time, make yeah. sure I'm, I'm, I'm there and uh, have a full focus on, on what needs to be done during the day. Mm -hmm. um, that's something I've had for a long time, um, but just something that you, you have to work at. It's yeah. really easy to get complacent, right? Um, but building that, that skill and honing it over time um, is just be there. Like I said, yeah. it, you can't, can't uh, capitalize on opportunity if you're not there. So Definitely. Um, so you've been in Wichita for a few years now. Is your wife from around here, or is she uh, no. new to the area as well? My wife has a, a more interesting story than than I do. She should be on the the podcast, quite <laughs> frankly. Uh, um, she was born in Dubai. Um, oh wow! And then she um, got a scholarship um, and came to the U.S. Um, when she was sixteen um, after That's she graduated incredible. high school. 
um, and then bounced all over the place. And okay. Somehow ended up at the same mine in Wyoming I was working <laughs> at. And uh, um, there's that fade again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah. So she she's not from here. Cool. Okay. Um, so I was leading into what is your favorite part of Wichita? Man, Wichita is um, like a, a, a big town with small town yeah. feel, right? Yeah. So everybody knows everybody. Um, it feels like um, everybody's really nice, um, and uh, it's continuing to grow. Um, so that that's my favorite thing about Wichita mm-hmm. is the, the people, the environment, um, and the activities, and the restaurants. I have lived here for four <laughs> years, and I have maybe dented – a quarter of the restaurants that are here right um, so <laughs> um i don't know if you're familiar there's a, a food blog here in town it's mm-hmm. called wichita by eb yep yeah I, okay I, I read so, it all the time so. yeah so I, I read it quite a bit anytime yep. i'm about to go we're about to go out to eat i mm-hmm. check that to see what the most recent place is but um he recently just completed every restaurant in wichita oh, it he? took him like eight years and yep. he eats out like every day so yep. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be hard to get them all off yep. the list yeah that's, that's fantastic the uh there's there's some really good ones though and have you found a hidden gem that you really like that people oh, might man. not know about lola's um which is uh it is hands down my favorite restaurant okay. um in the midwest um it's uh it's over price. on um 21st and 96 uh-huh. um hidden away back in uh, the collective complex yeah yeah um but that is my favorite rest- micah bay um is a good friend of mine but he is a madman in the kitchen so <laughs> if you're i'll make sure to link that up too so people can check yeah. that out um is there anything w- you wish wichita had that it doesn't or something that you'd improve about wichita if you could oh man i wish it had mountains Yep. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> that'll be the next venture <laughs> exactly uh, we've got the the water park now someone just needs to build fake mountains for steven um no the uh um there's i mean everything that i need is here we we yeah. hardly go anywhere else um we we like to um eat really clean so we frequent whole foods a lot the mm-hmm. staff tease me a lot about that <laughs> but uh um the uh that's that's right here um the i wish it had a top golf yeah, that would be that would be. I nice. keep hearing about a different Top Golf mm-hmm. that's coming, but yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you've heard we'll anything see. about that. But we'll see. Um, the um, you know really, there's nothing that that I can think of off the top of my head that would yeah. that would be like the next big thing. I think um, people keep coming up with great ideas all the time yeah. for for new physical structures or things to do in Wichita. So um, I'm a big outdoorsman, so I I love to go yeah. fishing and just get outdoors. Um, yeah, luckily. Well, I wish there was more public land yeah. <laughs> to, to go out and right. do that instead of private. When I moved here, um, I was like, yeah, Wichita, Kansas will be great because it's it's Wide open, nothing. So, yeah, there's nothing. I'll, I'll be able to go hunting and fishing. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got here, and it was like, oh, everything's private except for El Dorado. Yep. I've been to Afghanistan, and I was <laughs> never more afraid for my life than hunting deer in El Dorado. That's hilarious. Um, so, uh, the, uh, um, but no, other than that, that's, that's yeah. it, man. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, last one. What does Wichita mean to you? Um, Wichita, um, man, that's a great question. You know, Wichita just feels like home. You know, it's 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 somewhere where we started our family, started a business. Um, I've created great friendships and uh, and business partners out of it. So um, Phil's not only a, a business partner, but a great friend of mine. Um, same with Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, very intertwined with 
um, them in this community mm-hmm. um, and uh, a place where we're raising our son and, and growing our business. So that's kind of what Wichita means to me. Awesome, man. I really appreciate it, Stephen. And I'll no link worries. everything Thank up. You. Um, is there any, where should people find you? Just Lawn Buddy? Yeah, you can go to lawnbuddy.com mm-hmm. um, or feel free to send me an email. Here's my challenge for your listeners. Yeah, I say do. this mm-hmm. in every single one of my um, interviews or podcasts, but um, if anyone has any questions, they can email me at Stephen at lawnbuddy.com. Uh, and that's Stephen with a V um, and not a PH. Um, but nobody has ever emailed me. So mm. that's their challenge. You we'll can see even if anyone listens to the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, I appreciate it. All right, thank, thank, you. thank you so much yep. for your time. Have a good one. Thank you to everyone who stuck it out and listened to this episode of the Wichita Live podcast. Thanks to the local Wichita band, The Caves, for use of their song. You can find links to everything we discussed in the show notes at wichitalifeict.com. If you have any comments or recommendations for our podcast, feel free to contact us at wichitalifeict.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, hasta luego.